AJ Jones. Yes, sir. Episode 244 wow. of Keeping Up with the Joneses. Yep. And you're back from your vacation. Yeah. Oh, is that what we're calling it? Sure. No, I'm being facetious. <laughs> Last week, we had our dear friend, David Wagner. Yes. Who jumped in to cover for us. Because, cover for me. Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. To make it possible. Yeah. Because you had an interesting week. So this week's weekly catch-up is going to have a surgical flair to it. Yes. Well, I think it's like most of the podcast, isn't it? Most of the podcast is you telling us your story. Because yeah. I gave a little preview. You you said, I want to tell a story. Okay. And so I'm going to be interested to see if I'll let you without jumping uh, in. I'm going to be interested to see if you will. I'll do my Based best. Based on history, I think not. AJ um, Jones, take it away. So Tell us the story let's of go back, where you've been and what's been happening. Way, way back to the end of May. We went to Charlotte. To visit your sister. Hold the phone. Mm-hmm. That was back in May? Yeah, end of May. Very end of May. Right. Mm-hmm. Dang. So we went to Charlotte to have a visit with Karis and Ben and the kids. And, you know, it was wonderful. Uh, however, while we were there um, on the Wednesday, I, I mean, I woke up feeling fine. But I was in the shower and shaving my legs. And I all of a sudden felt like excruciating pain. And I was like, I I don't know what's happening right now. There's, you know, there's something wrong. So um, turns out I didn't remember to shave the other leg. Uh, found that out later. These are the details yeah. that you tune in for. Yeah, yeah. These, those are them. She had lopsided hair legs. basically, yep. And crawled out of the bath and texted you and said, hey, babe, I need you. And you responded and said, watching the kids in the pool and working outside, come on down. And I was like, uh... I need you, at which point I hear you running up two flights of stairs. Yes. Point of interjection? Yes. Okay. So the, we've talked about my bathing habits that cause you concern. Your bathing or showering habits, you have something interesting that you continually overheat yourself in either the bath or the shower. Yes. So it is not that uncommon for you to have to text me and me to come into the bathroom and find you like, you know, just face down on the floor trying to recover. And I just thought, oh, you've just overheated <gasps> it yourself. It was one of those, yeah. Because also that guest bathroom doesn't have an extractor fan that really moves any of the air. So as soon as right. I opened the door, I thought, oh, you just overheated yourself. Yeah. And I'm actually sitting on the floor in, in you know, significant pain. And how much ibuprofen have you taken at this point? None. So None at this point? No, no, no. Okay. no. So you helped me get into our room. And uh, that's called a fireman's lift. Just threw her over my shoulders, oh, bent yeah. with the knees, and just carried us through and dumped her on the bed. That was that's epic. how I remember it, and nobody needs to know any different. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I took four ibuprofen, uh, which is how many milligrams? Uh, for 800 mm-hmm. milligrams, and it didn't really do much. Uh, I lied there. For a while, I was getting ready to try and take some more, you know, a couple hours later. Um, and then I think that's when I started vomiting. And then I texted you because you were still downstairs taking care of the kids and everything while I was lying in bed. And I just said, I think I have to go to the hospital. So we went to the hospital. Wait, you're skipping all the good bits. Oh, or add the good this bits. This is why I, I like to tell a story. Okay, because... no, but you, you tell interesting bits that didn't happen. So this will be interesting. What 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 are the good bits that I missed? <laughs> Do you not remember a conversation we had while we're in the car? Well, so you're oh, writhing I, in pain. Oh, yes. Do you remember okay. the question you asked me? No. 
So you're writhing in pain. Yeah. You've now taken 1,600 milligrams of ibuprofen. Well, I vomited up the... Yes. I took it, and then it came back up. And you took more? No. I No. I took the first set. Yeah. A couple hours later, I tried to take more, vomited right I back up. I didn't realize that. Okay, so we're driving there. AJ's clearly in a huge amount of pain. This woman has an incredibly high pain threshold. So whenever she's in pain, you know, that's significant. And, you know, I'm praying, and I'm... What AJ doesn't know is I'm a part-time doctor, so I'm assuming it's appendicitis because it, you know, matches all the symptoms. Uh huh. But we're driving there, and I don't know. Except whether you're... that it wasn't the right side of the body. But anyway, <laughs> Doctor Jones. Well, in my defense, you wouldn't let me examine you. Oh. You're all like, "Where are your credentials?" But anyway, we're driving there. I don't know whether you're trying to distract yourself from the pain or whether you're feeling bad. But we're driving there, and you say, "Babe, you know, you you didn't." You didn't get any lunch because I just made my lunch. Remember, I came upstairs. Oh, yeah, I just made right. my lunch. Yeah. So we're in the car and AJ's all like, um, picture the scene. We're racing to emergency. She's in agony, like doubled over. And you know, I don't want to say you were screaming, but you were making noises. And then I hear you squeal like, baby, but you didn't eat any lunch. And so I quipped, oh, no problem. I'll just pull over here and we'll pick up some Chick-fil-A. <laughs> Which it was silent. And you were like, I don't appreciate your humor right now. And I was like, granted it's one of those moments <laughs> it was one of those moments so since you're talking about being in the car mm-hmm. when we're in the car uh i was sort of running through my head like what this could be i don't know if anybody else ever does like worst case scenario things you've downloaded but, webmd offline yeah it's in your head. you know uh and and i've i've had endometriosis you know uh much earlier in life but it it felt like that kind of pain but but worse like i so i was like you know, is it that? Is it is that all of a sudden back? You know, is it is it a tumor? Is it you know? You're thinking all the different things, and so as I'm sort of processing that while moaning uh, on the way to the hospital, um, I just hear the Holy Spirit just really sweetly say, "Whatever you hear today, this is not cancer." And I was like, "Okay." So in my head, I'm like, "I'm going to hear something." Like, I'm going to get there, and they're going to say something. Oh, right. So we uh, get to the hospital. The hospital was... We didn't know this at that point. What? That the hospital was... No, we just went to the nearest hospital. We went to, well, you know, my sister said, hey, what's the best, you know, what's yeah. the closest hospital? Yeah. And so she told us we drove yeah. up. Were you going to say the hospital was somewhat sketchy? Oh, yeah. We didn't Super know that sketch. at the time. Yeah. Because we pulled in, and... Uh, I'm not allowed in, of course, COVID precautions. Right. And so they, they're they there with a wheelchair. You know, they saw they said, we saw you get out of the car. Right. And they said, ma'am, can you speak? And I'd already prepared your driver's license, health insurance card, and our HSA yeah. you know, uh, health savings account card. Yeah. I gave you those three things. They wheeled you in. Yeah. And I'm going in and out of feeling like I'm going to pass out from the pain. And then they, like, wheel me up and they're asking me questions that they can find on my driver's license. So I'm a bit like... I mean, really? But anyway, uh, so we do that. And then they just sort of wheel me over and stick me in the corner and leave me there for about 25 minutes or something. And I'm... And I don't know any of this because, as you pointed out, I haven't eaten lunch yet. And I'm realizing there's not much I can do, literally, like ER. It's going to be an hour before I know anything. So thanks to Apple Maps, it tells me there is a Chick-fil-A not two minutes away. (laughs) So I'm thinking I'm not going to find it a parking spot anyway. It, it from was from the, the Lord. Lord. Yeah. So I drive to Chick-fil-A. Get your lunch. Eat my Chick-fil-A. Thinking, yeah. you know, nothing has really happened. I drive back maybe 45 minutes, 50 minutes later. Yeah. And I call the hospital. Yeah. 
did you have your phone? I did, yeah. Uh, I thought, I'll call the hospital first. So I called the hospital, and they said, oh, you're in the waiting room, at which point I want to hit the roof. Like, why is my wife in the waiting room? Like, has she not been seen? And I think you called me. Yeah, you, I did. You filled me in. So basically, in, in that 45 minutes or an hour or whatever, uh, you know, I waited in the waiting room, and then they took me into the triage thing, and the nurse practitioner came in and said, you know, clearly you're in a lot of pain. We're going to give you something to help with pain. Have you ever had a gallstone before kidney stone kidney stone before you know no i haven't okay it's you know it's probably that but we're gonna need to do a ct scan and we're gonna you know get you something and i'm just repeating as long as you don't give me dramamine because i'm allergic to dramamine uh and i've been injected with dramamine at a hospital wearing a bracelet well that's a funny thing because they all very quickly go well honey we already know you're allergic to dramamine like that's nice i know but the last hospital i was in also knew and i had a big red bracelet that said algae and they still injected me with dramamine. and this place looked like like i don't know a a clown might have been running may i set the scene (laughs) sure so, you know how most ERs, you go in and there's a bit, you know, there's a desk where you they would check you in and there's a big waiting room where they take you back to triage and then you're wheeled into, you know, a ward or a room. I don't know whether they were... I think they were super busy. You said they're super busy, but what they've done is they turned the whole waiting room into a makeshift ward. And by makeshift, I just mean, you know, every six feet they'd put up a mobile partition and patients were just lying there, you know, like gurgling or hunched over or in pain, just waiting for doctors to see them. Right. So when I eventually got in because you had been seen, you were in the waiting room, which I later learned was a ward. Like literally there's a piece of uh, photocopy paper above your head with a number and that was the ward that you were in. Yeah. So they must have been jam-packed. Yeah, yeah. And I don't know how to say this delicately. But they, I don't know if it was a rough area of town, but they seem to be serving either a large population of homeless people or uh, p- people in an area with um, mental health issues, as well as physical yeah, issues. Yeah, it was an interesting group of people that were even just sitting And because you're in and... the room, there's no privacy. You can overhear everybody's case file. Oh, yeah. I mean, I literally was sitting there once they... Well, first of all, let me just finish. They did the triage. She said she was going to get me drugs right away. Wheeled me into the hall with me to say, we're bringing you the drugs right now. And left me for another 20 minutes in the hallway. I'm literally starting to vomit. I'm in so much pain. And then they show up and they're like, hey, we're going to give you some pain meds. And I'm like, okay, great. Uh, they've already put in like a, a port for... Um, a know. USB-C port? Yeah, USB-C okay, port. Okay, uh, You know, intravenous or whatever. And so they give me drugs and then they wheel me back out into the front lobby. And that's when you called and I called you was they had just given me drugs. I promise you, I'm trying not to vomit. I'm so nauseous. They've just given me morphine and then wheeled me back to where nobody's actually watching me into the front lobby where I get to hear a charming conversation about somebody's man parts very loud that is happening right behind me because that's their room in quotation marks and i'm just like where did we come to like what is happening right now anyway so so many fun stories that we heard yeah i mean somebody that needed some sort of gastrointestinal intestinal surgery and while the doctor's explaining this to the patient, she's eating a cheeseburger. Which she had and, her friend bring after they said she couldn't have and food. And the doctor's like, where did you get that from? She's like, I was hungry. And he's like, yeah, but you have a, like a, like, a everything is wrong about the situation. Today. Yeah. 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 
so then largely, you know, lots of VR is hurry up and wait. Yeah, so they just basically kept dosing me with morphine. Well, what was then... crazy is the morphine, literally it was five vials of morphine. Yeah. And the morphine was supposed to give you like four, four hours. hours of relief. It was laughing, lasting about an hour. It, hour or less than minutes. an hour. Like it would take a, a, you know, a hot minute to kick in and then it would give you maybe 50 minutes of reprieve and then you would start cramping back up again and start yelling and moaning and getting sweaty and pasty white. And... It's a charming I, visual. I know. I kept I trying looked to. Great. It was so. I kept fantastic. asking for um, Delauded. I was like, she responds really well to Delauded. And they're like, we're not using that here. Which may have been our downfall for later, but you you could not get comfortable. You were either vomiting no. or crying. Right. And I'm just sitting in a chair where everybody who's walking to the hospital can see me in my room, in quotation marks. <laughs> so, anyway, go for the CT scan. Uh, which again, super weird, and they inject you with like weird stuff that makes you feel like you're having hot flashes, and uh, and then come back out, and so the doctor comes to us and says, "Okay, so um, you had a cyst, a large cyst that ruptured, um, but also the CT scan showed that you have a tumor on your left ovary, and we believe it's probably benign." Um, but you're going to want to get it looked at. And we're just waiting because we want to, the G, gyno doctor there needs to look at it and find out, does he need to do surgery right now? Because it was kind of large. So then, so we're both like looking at her and like, and she's like, so you understand what I'm saying? And I think, I think part of what she was waiting for was a big reaction. But again, I'm expecting to hear something because the Holy Spirit said, no matter what you hear today, it isn't cancer. So I was like, okay. And on the way in, the Holy Spirit's already told me, like, this is nothing you need to worry about. In time, you'll laugh about it. Yeah. All right. So, uh, yeah, we're just here waiting we are, for news. Yeah. Laughing. Anyway. Uh, so, anyway, so she, I think she thought we just didn't understand or something. So she said it again. We're like, okay. Um, so then I go for an ultrasound and, you know, that was wonderful. And then um, they basically, I'm. They still haven't managed my pain. They, they. I'm still vomiting. You're and still pasty white. I'm still pasty white. And they're like, okay, so the guy here says the surgery doesn't need to happen right now. So go home and see your doctor in Nashville. And uh, here's some prescriptions. Well, and but the off pres- you go. But the prescription, I asked. Well, what meds are you giving yeah. her? And they were like, it is uh, naproxen, which is basically over-the-counter Aleve, mm-hmm. right? Another non-steroid anti-inflammatory drug. And so I said, and what else? Right. You know, and they were like, well, you know, the naproxen will take care of it. And I'm like, uh, at which point, you know, we'd well, be there, Well, you were what, like, morphine isn't taking care of it. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> and she said, oh, you're stabilized. And I'm like, are you kidding? Is like vomiting look and at her. pain stabilized? The, she looks stabilized, and they're like, "Well, you know, her heart rate stable and her blood pressure stabilized." Like, but she's seizing in agony. Mm. Like, if, I appreciate that your job is to stabilize her and discharge us. It's 10 p.m. at night. By the time we get out of here, it's 11 p.m. I don't want to have to bring her back in the wee hours of the morning because your five vials of morphine haven't touched the pain. And they said, "Well." Then they said, well, what do you suggest? And I was like, Delauded. Del- get her Delauded. And they were like, no, we're not going to give her Delauded. And I was like, well, can you give her something more than naproxen, you know, for the love of all that's holy? And we just, the only reason we know about Delauded is from a previous surgery, it didn't mess me up as badly as most other drugs do. Right. 
And it's what they gave me when I had my kidney stone. And we know you tolerate it well. And we know that oxycodone makes you a bit loopy. Yeah. But that's so anyway, they end up sending us home with oxy. Yeah. And we're breezing through the story, but like all, every step of the story takes an hour, two hours. Meanwhile, you know, our kids, God bless my sister and my brother-in-law, we're yeah. obviously worried that our kids are worried. Our kids were not worried. They were having a great time. No, they're with their cousins oh, having a great having a, time in the pool in the, the backyard. the best time ever. Yeah, they're like, Mom, she'll be fine. We get discharged by 11 p.m. at night. We have to find a 24-hour, um, what's it called, pharmacy? Yeah, it was quite a scary area. Well, we felt like we were in a scary area. I don't know if we were or not, but it, uh, and I'm in and out of it, you know. Oh, and they did give you oxy. Yes, they gave me oxy to take before I got in the car. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and then, then another prescription for oxy. Yeah, and a prescription for oxy. And then we get home, and basically just from the effort of getting out of the car and into the house, I start vomiting again. Go upstairs, try and keep drugs down, go to bed, and you know, ride out the week. Yeah. And then we drive back. We drive back. We pushed back, driving back an extra day. Drove all the way home on Saturday. And uh, on Monday, went to see my gynecologist who delivered Tia and MJ, lovely guy. Uh, and so basically, he was like, "Well, they've uh, we've already sent over all the yeah, CT scan, the, the ultrasounds, yeah. all that sort of stuff." Yeah. And so he said, "Okay, so this thing's about the size of an orange, which we didn't know that that it was six that centimeters big. by nine centimeters." Yeah. And he said, um, "You know, probably benign. Uh, you're going to need to have your ovary taken out. You know, blah, blah blah. And you probably need to do that pretty, you know, pretty quick." And I was in pain still anyway, and sort of like, "Great, get you know out. what? We got plans at the end of the summer. Like, let's just get get on with this." Um, so he recommends me to our surgeon who has got the best doctor name ever and probably should have been an anesthesiologist, but his name is Dr. Num Num. Dr. Num Num. Num Num. I was like, <laughs> so many jokes I could make right now. And I'm sure he's heard all of them. I'm sure he And has. he was such a lovely guy, but even when he said his own name, I smiled because I was just like, it's just so funny. Anyway, so go to see him. Takes about but ten days. It took to about get ten in to days to even get an appointment. He does surgery Mondays, Mondays, Wednesday, Fridays. Yeah, he didn't have an open until Thursday. So you're in all this pain. Yeah, not not getting any Just relief. Just chewing on Advils and trying Naproxen to naproxen yeah. and your oxy and no, I didn't. I didn't keep taking the oxy because it, it just messes me up. It does. So. I've got some great home videos of AG on oxy. <laughs> anyway, so you know, managing whatever, managing through the pain. And then uh, not managing, I wasn't. You were in, you were enduring the pain. I yeah. don't know if you were managing the pain. Well, I was still functional, mostly, still working. Sure. Let's okay. Go with that. Um. And anyway, go in to see the uh, surgeon on the Thursday, and he says, uh, basically, I would bring you in tomorrow if I could. We're gonna get you in next week, which ended up scheduling for Monday, and. Yeah, you're going to lose the ovary. Um, I don't remember him saying I was going to lose the fallopian tube, but I, he took that too. I guess it was like a package deal. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know how that whole thing works. It makes a great necklace set. Yeah. <laughs> necklace oh, <gosh>. pendant. <laughs> uh, and so he, you know, he was just like, let's get you in here and get this sorted kind of thing. So I was like, okay, great. But that, that, that week that you were going to get surgery was the week we planned to take on vacation. Yes. So last, Cancel vacation. Cancel vacation. 
take, uh, you know, you take sick days, obviously, for the time you need for the surgery and recovery. I take two days sick days to actually help you. I'm still largely working from home, so I can right. work around. And really, you don't need much help. No, I just needed to lie still and nobody yeah. touch me. So we went in <laughs> to the hospital on the Monday. Yeah, went into the hospital and uh, I went in expecting, he said there'll be three or four incisions uh, he'll try and keep it to three and keep them as small as he can, and it's laparoscopic. But I did know they were going to pump me up with air because that's how they do those, well, gas. Yeah. Um, and because I've had a surgery like that before, I know my body can't get rid of that gas. Like, Well, it's important to note that the gas is not like digestive gas. No. You can burp or fart out. No. It's, it's under the skin that just literally inflates you like a frog in Shrek. Right. But all of the paperwork says the gas pain will only last for two to three days. For me, it was 10. So it's just my body just doesn't know how to get rid of it once it's in there. Mm -hmm. Anyway, so we knew we were doing that and went into surgery and uh, woke up and was in just a horrendous amount of pain. Uh, and so they gave me Dilaudid and then they gave me Toradol and then they gave me something rather else. And then they basically loaded me in the car and sent me home. Yeah, I came and got you. Well, I mean, I was there the whole time. I was... I was shocked well first of all your surgery got delayed by an hour yes and but once i like wheeled you and i didn't get to see you no i, I just I, lied I in a, and i didn't have my phone or anything i'm lying in a room watching people walk by for several hours and the surgery he said would take about an hour he was done in 40 minutes well, that's good, yeah. And so he came out, you know, full of energy, like, hey, you know, Mr. John's great. Yep, clockwork went straight forward. Yeah, no problem. Yeah, that sucker was big, bigger than we thought it would be, you know, so I had to do like a couple more incisions. You had to make it bigger. But anyway, great. Yeah, you'll be able to see her. Okay, bye. You know, I'm like, any questions? You know, he just was in and out. Yeah. I was shocked at how fast the surgery was. And then you're right. They wheeled you out. And I was bummed because I, I like being in there when you're just waking up because I can ask you tons of questions. Like the last time when you got me to say something about parakeets. Well, I didn't get you to say anything. I just was, you know, an inquisitive <laughs> mind and you had some fascinating stuff to talk about. Yeah. Put a link in the show note to that particular episode, uh, okay. which I forget off the top of my head. Yeah. So then you came home and uh, we started it every two and a half hours. A yeah. Oxy. The, the pain was pretty brutal for about the first four days. Five days. Was it? Mm -hmm. You're also multicolored. You look like you had a fight with... It looks like Wolverine. Freddy Krueger took you bowling. <laughs> just like, and then threw you. And because you got these like five Yeah, I have five marks. incisions. And none of them are... I think because of my last laparoscopic thing, you know, they were all like a centimeter long. These are all at a minimum an inch. There's one that's, you know, two inches on the side. You know, so there's... They were just... Everything was bigger than I thought it was going to be and so much more painful. So, yeah, I was just taking... A, Oxy and Advil and uh, just trying to breathe. And Well, what was interesting was as long as you were horizontal, there was two types of pain as far as I could tell. There was the pain from having incisions in your abdomen. Yeah. But then the gas pain, the gas pain was larger. Yeah. And when you were lying down, of course, the gas pain would dissipate and you were just left with the abdominal pain. Right. But when you would stand up either to go to the bathroom or to walk around, yeah. you were like a fizzy Coke bottle that when you went upright, all the bubbles rushed to the top and yeah. your neck and your shoulders. And and then I couldn't breathe. Like it would get all up in my rib cage and I literally was like, I can't breathe. I can't breathe. Like it was just so painful. Um, yeah. And it just wasn't dissipating quickly. So it was, I had uh, a, a million amazing ladies on uh prayer chain oh, like yeah. 
praying and um yeah so you've been recovering for the last two weeks in bed yes not back at work yet but we'll be back soon yeah a couple more days yeah i've been the family uber driver you have and you're not used to doing all the i usually do all the family driving driving. yeah. yeah so and when i drive not a day goes by when i don't think i really should not be driving yeah, there's not a day that goes by where I'm driving and with you while you're driving that I think you really should. <laughs> the number of times I get out of the car and I've left it in drive or haven't turned the car off. This is why you need a Tesla, darling. I, I like it. I am like, you know, just a little bit, a little bit cuckoo. So yeah, and also our kids have had VBS this week, which yeah. they've loved. Oh, but it's yeah. an early start, and then they had a, a sleepover at the church, you know, a lock-in. So that was a late night, early morning bring them home, bring them back. You know, it's just been a lot of shuttles. But I do want to boast on our community. Yeah. On our friends and family who yeah. have brought us a meal. And in the midst of, uh, you know, you being uncomfortable and, uh, you know, the necessary adjustments with that, it was beautiful watching our kids go, you know, why did someone so bring us a meal? And why is somebody else, why is everybody bring us a meal? And just getting to talk about what community does for one another and yeah. and, and watching that turn on for the kids. So a big thank you to all in our community yes, who've been caring for so us. thank you so much. Whether yeah. it's bringing us meals, whether it's texting us, whether it's checking in on us, whether yeah. it's praying for us, really appreciate that. Yeah. So, so that's it. So I am recovering and in much less pain each day. Uh, right now, I just mostly just feel the pain at the sides. How, how do you feel sitting? Is sitting like a, a, a it's, pain for it's, you? It's not my favorite. Okay, but like are you in pain? Do you need to stand a li- up? A little bit, but Should I'll we be record okay. this week's episode lying on our backs? Oh, that'd be a good idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, I mean, no challenge for Chris whatsoever in trying to figure out how to film that. That'd be easy. Yeah, Watch him. he'd yeah, get he's it. A professional. Yeah, yeah. I'm curious. You've had a lot of time on your own, and I've noticed a difference in your recovery process than historically would happen. Should I be less vague? Do you know what I'm yeah, talking about? Yeah, be less vague, because I have no idea what you're talking We've about. We've often talked about how when I'm a patient, I just want to be cared for, and I need love and I need attention. Yes. And when, easy, and when <laughs> you recover, you want everybody to leave you, and you just want to be on your own. Yes. And this time's been a little bit different. It has been. Well, I think it beca- because again, I'm I'm in counseling now. Yep. And uh, right the you know the Friday before going into surgery, my counselor sort of challenged me about whether I was able to actually like receive uh, other people caring for me, and what could that look like, and how could that make my life different, kind of thing. And he was more specifically talking about um, like from. Females, like from nurture, am I good at asking for help? Am I whatever? And the answer is no. So he sort of challenged me with all that, and I sort of thought about that. But then also, um, usually I don't even want you in the room, the kids in the room. Like no, I'm, you do not. I'm just like, I'm, I'm, I'm in pain. I just want to get better. I want to be by myself until I feel better. Um, but this time, actually, you were, you would hang out with me. Well, it's, I've always been willing to hang out with you. This time, you welcomed me yeah. into your you know, your sanctum of solitude. Well, and, and I think it's just because Samuel was like, what could it look like for you to do it differently? And you like, tried it. and I tried it. And you had a friend come over, uh, you know, one of the nights I had to go out and I forget why I was out. And I didn't want to leave you on my own. And so I said, you know, do you have a friend that could come over and just be with you and just kind of watch TV with you yeah. and be in the room? And I would say that that was the biggest, the most mo- monumental spurt of, of growth and healing happened overnight 
Yeah, and I, I don't felt know much if it was better the next day. Yeah. But you had a friend being with you and it lifted your spirits and yeah. you seemed a little bit better. Yeah. The only thing that was bad about that is this particular friend makes me laugh a lot and laughter hurts. And so I had to ban her mm-hmm. from making me laugh. But other than that, it was great. Yeah. yeah and even like, I mean, when Shannon came over, she hung out for a while. Like previously when I'm sick, I don't want anybody. I'm just like, you know, no. Yeah. So it was great. I mean, from that perspective, yeah, I think there was some some breakthrough with stuff. I don't know what it means. I, I'm I'm I've, I've been curious, and this is kind of like a rhetorical question because I think I know the answer, but it's probably worth asking. I, you know, we are big proponents of the goodness of God, the kindness of God. We're people who preach on healing. We're people who minister healing. Like, you know, we're all, yay, God! And, you know, we have very, very, uh, uh, probably somewhat different views on spiritual warfare than a lot of charismatic people. Mm. And so I'm interested in, like, it seems really easy to preach all that stuff when stuff is going well. And here you've just had, uh, I I didn't realize it was a month long, a month long, you know, hiccup. Right. Well, well, I'm curious what happens to your theology in that. Well, I don't think anything's changed with my theology. Uh, but I'm... No, I mean nothing. I I don't back away from God is good and, uh, you know, he's still big and he's on the throne. And so, you know, I don't know. Like, I I mean, your head doesn't go, well, if God was good, this wouldn't happen to me. No. Or I believe in healing or this is the devil attacking me. I had plenty of opportunities to go there when I was younger with all the other stuff that I went through Mm -hmm. and sort of decided or learned my heart decided I'm not letting go of he is good. He is kind. And I'm not going to – that kind of stuff I would just take captive really fast. And you can point to the kindness of God. And actually, we just talked about our community rallying mm-hmm. around us. We talked about – for me, it was really healing watching you be open to a different way of recovery. Yeah. Because usually when you're sick, it's so lonely for me because it's just like, you know, I bring you something, you're like, out, out, <laughs> you know. That's what, it, that's what it feels like. It might that's be an overreaction on my like part. Maybe, but maybe, yeah. And, but also I was thinking about like you went in and it was a ruptured cyst that caused the pain. You said the pain was uh, was as bad as childbirth. It was as oh, bad yeah. as labor. Oh, yeah. But with no baby at the end. Right. And I and it was funny because when I talked to my, my actual uh, gynecologist, he was like, oh, yeah, it's awful. You know, and uh, yeah, that was. But because of that, we found and the this. Other thing. Yeah. And, and I mean, who knows, like what, you know, when we would have found it, how big it would have been by then, Mm -hmm. you know, like, so again, I I do look at it and go, okay, well, you know, bummer that I had that, but so thankful that we found it, that there was great surgeons, that everything could happen quickly, you know. And the kindness of God right in the moment to say, hey, honey, this, no no matter matter what you you hear, hear, it's not cancer. Yeah. And in fact, all the pathology came back. They, you know, did take the little, the beastie, the orange, the whatever. (laughs) And, uh, Biopsied it. Yeah, did all the pathology stuff, and they said, "Yep, not cancer. Like you're, you're clear. You're good to go." And also, the doctor said, "Hey, you probably haven't that ovary probably hasn't served you well in the last two years. That tumor's probably two years old. It's wrapped itself around it. It's strangled it." Yeah. So you're. You shouldn't notice any difference. Yeah. So he was like, you know, hormones and all that kind of stuff. You should feel the same. Um, Still have another ovary working great. You know, kind of thing. So, yeah. I mean, in in many in many sense best case scenario and i mean i was just thinking like we're going on vacation in you know a couple or in a month and i mean what if it had 
something had happened then. Like, mm-hmm. what if it had ruptured then? You know what I mean? So, like, I'm just thankful for a whole bunch of different things. But, yeah, thankful the pathology came back um, with all clear. And so now it's just healing from Wolverine's, uh, yeah, <laughs> attention to my stomach. And, uh, yeah. All right, well, you know, the real bummer is that I bought a bikini this year for the first time ever. And now I look like I've been attacked by, I don't know, some sort of garden implement. <laughs> So there, Ben goes that. Yeah. <laughs> so that brings us up to the last couple of weeks where we've been. And in the midst of all of that, life continues. Yeah. We celebrated your birthday. We did celebrate my birthday. I mean, kind of. Not Normally we'd go out for dinner and we'd probably hang out with some friends. We I didn't do any this, of but that. But I did all of that just without you. Thank you. The only thing that was missing was my birthday belly dance. Which is yeah. going to be interesting this yeah, year. Yeah, I mean, cause... it'll be pretty great. Mm-hmm. Colorful even. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no. So we celebrated your birthday. That was good. Yeah, it was uh, It was really sweet, actually. I got to go out with our kids. So part of our family tradition is we go to the Cheesecake Factory. Mm-hmm. I mean, historically, it's been the Cheesecake Factory. The kids get to choose where they want to go. And uh, so I just the four of us went out and celebrated because you were at home. Did yep. I bring you home something? I you did. did. Yeah. yeah, you brought me food. And then we ordered in DeSano's. Yes, the we best did. pizza in Nashville, and then more importantly than that, I got lots of gift vouchers for the Apple Store, and so I went shopping and made myself happy. Got new watch straps. Got some new watch straps. Picked up those little um, what are they called? Air tags. Yes. Because I am the target customer. You, I you lose are my so the tar- keys and people my would probably not think this of you, but literally, you lose your wallet daily. Well, it's because I hate having it, and so I just leave it everywhere. Like I'm looking forward to when. Like Apple can, and they're coming out with this where you can have your driver's license embedded in your phone and your key, you know, all that sort of stuff and uh-huh. do the car key. Until then, yes. Um, so I've been playing hide and seek with my stuff. Yeah. Literally but the other day. But sometimes you lose your phone as well. But you just happen to be able to ping it from yeah, your watch. Yeah, from my watch, yeah. And then your keys. Well, I mean, it's anybody's guess, which is why I'm so into he He'll try and borrow my keys. And I was like, no, find your own. Because but then just, he'll have lost both sets of keys. Just yesterday, though, I came home. Yeah. And I was like, babe, I need to leave. Where are my keys? Where are my wallet? And you're like, didn't you just attack? Oh, I did. And so then I got to you know, wander around the house. There's a thing that it. helps him find his lost I, I let the kids play hide and seek with them. They just took my keys and they went and hid somewhere. And then the other one found it. And that, that entertained them for a while. Oh, really? Yeah. Listen, I've got all the parenting life hacks here. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So that was fun. Mm -hmm. And I think that's really most of the sort of big stuff from the last couple of weeks. But I mean, I don't know. I've been in bed. Yeah. 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 I did. You were in a drug induced haze and the kids did say, Daddy, when mommy comes out, can you ask her which one of us is her favorite? So I did. You got in the car. It's like, hey, babe, you know, you okay? Do you feel any pain? I was like, okay, the kids really want to know which one is your favorite. And you said, you're my favorite. So I came home. I was like, ah, in your face. I'm always. I did? Yeah, that's what you said. You're not just making this up? No, it's a true story. There's no witnesses. (laughs) I knew I should have recorded it. (gasps) I am your favorite. You are. You're my favorite. Do you want a listener's question? Yeah, sure. Well, it's directed at both of us, but largely I think it's directed at me. Well, do you want me to read it then? Sure. Go on. There you go. Listener's question. You didn't bring your glasses, so this should be good. Do you want me to hold it out here so you can see it? Uh, yeah, I can't see that at all. Can you make the type bigger? <laughs> That's not going to help me. Okay. I'll say it in your voice, and then we can overdub it okay, on you. Okay, yeah. Alan AJ, how do you schedule time to play video games? 
For example, as you know, Skyward Sword is coming out, a remake of an old Zelda game. And from is what it? I know about Zelda games, it's going to take some time to beat. How do you plan your playtime while also balancing life being married, having a job, other goals, and having kids? Also, how do you plan out your game time to 100% games? Do you only play one game at a time? I assume you have a set time to play, and when time's up, you save and you pick up on the next session. (laughs) So how do you play video games, AJ Jones? Well, so I only have played Zelda, really. So it's true. Uh, I haven't really like I've I tried doing you, what was the animal one? Animal Crossing. Animal Crossing. I played that for a bit, and then I was like, meh. Did you hundred percent Breath of the Wild? Oh, yeah. You did. You got all oh, the yeah. corks. Oh yeah, I hundred percented it only once, and that took me probably a year. You've no idea how turned on I get when my <laughs> wife is like, I mean, I only hundred percented it once. I'm like, well, I've, babe, you're I've, a special I've, woman. I've done all the like I've done. Zelda and defeated all the bad guys and done all of the puzzle shrine things and whatever. Well, you've done all the several shrines, times. All well, hang on. When we say hundred percent, you've literally hundred percent it. You've got I, all the locations, I, yes. all the Korok seeds, and in all fact, the shrines. That game is saved. And like, you started and a I new started one. a new game to go and just do it all again from the beginning. And then I've I've completed that and then did it again. But I didn't hundred percent the Korok seeds on the second on, on the second one. Just only on the one, and and that really took me over a year to do. So, so answer the question, like, did you plan time? Do you have, like, between seven and eight, I will do this? or uh, It, it kind of just depended on when the other kids weren't playing. We're all uh, sharing a Switch, so, Well, you back know, then, we were a one-switch household. We were, yes, now we're a several-switch uh, household. Yes, and that's made it considerably easier. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so it would be, we would actually have timed, like, okay, you get to play for 45 minutes, and then you have to let so-and-so play, and then, you know, so we would know, okay, I'm going to get to play for whatever. But that was when you were on vacation. Largely yeah. during work, it would be once our kids go to bed. Yeah, kids would go to bed, and we would, you know, put put on Zelda, and then you'd play for a while, and I'd play for a while. Um, I mean, I think you completed it long before I did. Um, I don't... But I remember on Saturday oh, mornings, literally being like... When you, you know, normally if you wake up at like six or six thirty on Saturday morning, I'll like roll over and go back to bed. But I would wake up and be like, oh, I'm the first one awake. And I'd like make a coffee and run upstairs and start playing Zelda so that I got to got to play that morning before everybody got up. Yeah, you, you tend to make time for your passions. But in in terms of, you know, if we weren't playing Zelda, we'd be doing you know, uh, it's just, it fills our downtime time. Yeah, it's it was a great de-stressor. Like, just, okay, go sit down, play for 45 minutes, play for an hour, and just, uh, I think particularly for me, I think I said this on one of the podcasts, but uh, because I hadn't played video games before, I really didn't, the buttons, I had to really think about. You didn't about, have any muscle memory. Yeah, I had to think about everything that I was doing. And because of that, because uh, I was, like, trying to follow the, thing and explore and do all the different puzzles and whatever and also remember which button to press where i literally could not think about all the other stress factors that are part of just what our lives look like being a pastor and all that kind of stuff Mm -hmm. so um for me it was like a great shut off you know for an hour to just not think about anything else or anything sad and just play the game Mm -hmm. um which is i think probably why i fell in love with it Mm -hmm. you know because it was such a great sort of de-stressor and also, like, in the question that you asked there, you talked about me 100%, you know, games plural. 
But the truth is, I don't play a lot of games. I just tend to play... I, I probably just tend to play one game at a time. Yes. And Zelda was released, what, four years ago, Breath of the Wild? Four years ago? The next one won't come out till next year, potentially. So you're talking like Ugh, I can't wait. one game every five years. Yeah. And... But I mean, like, even with Odyssey or whatever... See, the thing is, too, is our kids play with us. Right. So I play a lot with the kids. Yeah. So they'll come along... Like, with Zelda, you only... One person can be playing, but we all would as be... As a family. As a watch. family sitting there and then going, well, try this. We'll try... I think we're supposed to do this. I think you're... You know, as you're trying to solve all the different things of, well, what does that mean? And what does that riddle mean? And, you know, all that kind of stuff. But, so. like, every Wednesday night is bro night in our house. Yeah. So our girls go out to youth. Me and MJ have a bro night. And it's usually me helping him on some sort of video game. So last night for about an hour and a half, we played Hyrule Warriors. And and again, also, Breath of the Wild is an exception. It's a massive game that took massive. hundreds of hours to 100%. Other games, like I 100%ed, uh, what was the Super Mario, the re-release of Super Mario 3D World and Mario, what it was called, Bowser's Fury. I, like 100% of that in a weekend. Like it just didn't, it's not a big game. It but, may be too. Right, but even at that, the kids were in there with you like the, almost the a whole lot of time. The time. Yeah. Then they go to bed, they go to bed at like seven and probably from seven to 10, I'm powering through that. I might be up early in the morning just, you know, playing it. But but they'd also be like, don't do that big boss until I'm sure. awake again. And you're, you know. But I don't so. plan as high shapers as we are. I don't have like a, a spreadsheet or a timetable. Just play whenever we can and like i said you know zelda took months and months and months and months yeah but to 100 percent zelda we did have an app that showed that us where charted. all the corex seeds were yes. because there's 900 of them so i could probably from memory tell you where all 120 shrines are uh and get there pretty you know pretty easily uh just because of what my memory's like but i couldn't I wouldn't be able to tell you 900. Well, we also have a map or... of it. You know, we have a, like a proper, we have a cloth map of all of Hyrule. Oh, I mean, we, so yeah. we need to get that framed. And we put do. On our wall. Yeah. Anyway, so there's a simple answer. There, there's not a huge plan. I play way less video games than it might sound. And because I play so few, I only play ones I really, really love. And because I really love them, I want 100% them. I'm often playing with my kids. Uh, AJ has only played one game. Yeah. I mean, I did try Animal Crossing. I just, it just didn't, it didn't intrigue me. Well, that was also an interesting season. I mean, I played that a bit and then just stopped. Like, I probably haven't opened that game in over a year. Yeah. But when I was playing. But the kids like it. Yeah. But when I was playing, it was also the beginning of the pandemic. So it was. Right. We're literally like, we're locked in and here we go, kids. We're all going to do this game together. Which that was also fun because you you all had your own houses on the island. And so it was quite fun. But. Well, listen, if you've got a question about anything, it can be about video games, it can be about surgery, it can be about the Bible, whatever. If you've well, got a question. Well, probably don't ask me questions about surgery. He thinks he's a doctor. He's not. And, uh, you know, I'm not sure we can answer surgery. My friend questions. Glenn and I, I don't know why we pretended to be rib doctors. And, and when I say pretend to be rib doctors, that makes it sound what like we're mean? children. Rib doctors. You, no, no, don't touch those me. ribs. Yeah, okay. I, trust me, I'm a doctor. Uh huh. So. You know, it makes it sound like that was a childhood friend. No, I met Glenn in his early 20s. My <laughs> friends, we pretended to be rib doctors. I don't know why. And so I know why, because, you know, it would be the tickle monster. So forever, I, I would tickle our kids and say, oh, trust me, I'm a rib doctor. And so, you know, the kids would have a lot of fun. Oh, you're not a rib doctor. So once I printed up a fake um, Harvard Medical School graduation certificate, but forgot to change the date on it. So it was today's date. And so... You know, I showed them, look, I, daddy has a graduation certificate. Like, I am a rib, a proper rib doctor. And Tia instantly spotted it was that 
today's date. Yeah. So anyway, <laughs> you can ask questions about rib. I am a you know rib doctor, rib oh, surgeon. Okay, that'll be interesting. My point is, you can ask us any questions you want. Go to ellenandaj.com slash ask to ask us questions. Um, if you want to become a member, if you want to, um, hey babe, do you want to show your scars to the camera? No. Okay. If you're a member and we get enough votes, AJ will show her uh, scars to no, the camera. No, AJ won't. Members of the show get to see all of the video. Um, the, we record this as a video. We rip out the audio for uh, the regular podcast listeners. If you want to watch the video, if you want to access to behind the scenes, if you want discounts on all our products, you can become a member. You can go to alanandaj.com slash join to learn all about it. Anything else we need to talk about, AJ Jones? Show notes. Done? Oh, show notes. Go if you there. want the show notes, go to alanandaj.com slash 244. Amen. See you next week. Faith, life, communication, tacos and video games. Paleo donuts and the kindness of God are things we deal with every day. From Franklin, Tennessee, they are just like you and me. Alan and AJ, keeping up with the Joneses, keeping up with the Joneses, sharing their life experiences. If you are a human being, there's something here for everyone.